If your toddler has been diagnosed with autism or is waiting for a diagnosis, you're going to want to pay attention for the next 60 seconds. Happy Ladders is parent-led early autism therapy that empowers you, the parent, to teach your toddler essential developmental skills through play. Studies have shown that the parent-led model is highly effective while eliminating frustration over long wait lists or the worry about losing precious developmental time, all without the disruption of people coming into your home. Happy Ladders includes activities that target 150 essential developmental skills every toddler needs, as well as assessments in four different developmental areas. There's also an exclusive community of parents just like you and professional coaching to ensure success for both you and your toddler. To learn more, get a free trial, and take advantage of an exclusive limited-time offer for my listeners, visit happyladders.com. That's H-A-P-P-Y-L-A-D-D-E-R-S. Use the code THEAUTISMDAD at checkout to save 50% off the monthly membership. Plus, get a free one-on-one session as well as access to the Tantrums and Meltdown mini course. This is a limited time offer, so act now. If your toddler has been diagnosed with autism or is waiting for a diagnosis, you're going to want to pay attention for the next 60 seconds. Happy Ladders is parent-led early autism therapy that empowers you, the parent, to teach your toddler essential developmental skills through play. Studies have shown that the parent-led model is highly effective while eliminating frustration over long wait lists or the worry about losing precious developmental time, all without the disruption of people coming into your home. Happy Ladders includes activities that target 150 essential developmental skills every toddler needs, as well as assessments in four different developmental areas. There's also an exclusive community of parents just like you and professional coaching to ensure success for both you and your toddler. To learn more, get a free trial, and take advantage of an exclusive limited-time offer for my listeners, visit happyladders.com. That's H-A-P-P-Y-L-A-D-D-E-R-S. Use the code THEAUTISMDAD at checkout to save 50% off the monthly membership. Plus, get a free one-on-one session as well as access to the Tantrums and Meltdown mini course. This is a limited-time offer, so act now. My name is Rob Gorski, and you're listening to the Autism Dad Podcast. I want to thank you guys for taking the time to tune in. Uh, I hope that as you're listening to this that you and everyone in your world is safe and healthy. And um, I know how hard this is for me and my kids. Uh, and and I know it's challenging. I know it's sacrifice. I know that it's scary. But we will get through it. And and we will find our way back to some kind of new normal. Uh, so, so stay strong. Stay smart. Listen to the... Um, uh, public health officials and, uh, we'll get through this. So I just, I wish you all the best. I just wanted to, to say that before we get into the show. Um, my guest today is, uh, Hazel McAdam. She's a very good friend of mine, uh, from Scotland. And, uh, she's also an adult who lives with ADHD and anxiety. Uh, she came on the pod to talk about, uh, how this whole COVID-19 um, lockdown and everything surrounding it has impacted her uh, as an adult living with ADHD and anxiety. Um, she provides some insight into what it's like so that we can have a better idea of maybe what our kids are going through, uh, or maybe we're going through that on our own and it's just someone that we can relate to, which is very cool because we all sort of need validation sometimes. You know, it's nice to know that we're not alone. Uh, we talk about a lot of things. Um, a lot of things, actually. We sort of delve into politics a little bit, a lot more than what I normally do, and that's okay uh, because I don't I don't hide my political views. Uh, I just don't usually involve them in the podcast. But at this point in time, I really don't care. Um, 
I, I feel like we need to deal with reality. And the reality is things are really, really messed up right now. And um, so it's interesting to have a perspective from, from someone outside of um, the U.S., you know, sort of how they view what's going on uh, from the outside. So that's pretty cool. Uh, so, you know, it's just kind of a, a friendly conversation about a lot of stuff. It's just distraction. It's um, educational because you'll learn uh, about how things are going in other parts of the world and, you know, what it's like to, to deal with something like this when you struggle with anxiety or you have ADHD or, or something else. So um, Hazel is always amazing to talk to. She's a beautiful human being. I am lucky to call her friend. Uh, I will have that for you guys in its entirety following this uh, quick commercial break. Please stay tuned. We'll be right back. And we're back. Uh, Hazel is with us again uh, today. Um, how are you doing? I'm good. How are you? I'm, you know, <laughs> hanging in <Yeah>. there. <laughs> it's like you say, the funny thing is I say I'm good, but I feel like I'm saying I'm good so that it makes other people feel good, if that makes sense. Yeah. I used to talk about that. I used to write about that a lot, actually, because like with uh, as autism parents, um, people ask you how you're doing. And the easiest thing to say is, oh, I'm great. How you doing? Yeah. And you fake the smile <laughs> because, A, uh, you know, there's a part of me that was always worried about making people comfortable with the challenges that I have in my life, which I've since gotten over. Like, you know, you either listen or you don't. I, yeah. I don't really care anymore. Uh but yeah, I guess I'm healthy. My kids are safe and healthy. Uh, but I mean, like, am I all right? I'm I'm probably not all right. And I, I imagine you're sort of in the same. Uh, yeah, I feel like I've changed the way that I I do things. Even on Twitter, like usually I would post when I'm having like my woes, and I feel like right now that would be so selfish. If that makes sense, like I know, like my whole, like um, prerogative, I suppose, is like exposing, like showing everyone what everything ADHD, anxiety, stuff like that, um, goes through. But I feel like at a time like this, it's almost selfish because everyone is going through so much just now, and people who are who don't have mental illnesses are now experiencing what we go through, and that might be really hard for them. I know my biggest personal struggle is probably depression and anxiety. And, yeah. uh, I, you know, a worldwide pandemic is, is pretty much like the perfect storm for mental illness. I mean, like it, it's, it's very difficult to navigate. Like, uh, therapy's all thrown mm -hmm. off. Like I, I have to do video therapy, like, like we're talking right now, which is cool. It's better than not, but it's not the same thing as having like a, a conversation with somebody in person, like face to face, because you can read body language yeah. and stuff like that. And uh, so, okay, so for everybody who doesn't remember, you're in Scotland, right? Yeah. How is this? How has this impacted you guys in Scotland? Well, we're, we're talking about COVID nineteen. So, how has this impacted you guys yeah. in Scotland? Um. So we're on lockdown. Um. It's supposed to be official lockdown. However, there are still some people not listening, um, which sucks because one, it prolongs it. And two, like 
this has definitely shown the people who are really selfish in this world, who can't put themselves in other people's shoes, not even their own family, like, or friends. Like, I don't understand how sitting in a house, like, it's, it's hard. Don't get me wrong. It is hard. Mentally, it's so hard. Um, but I just don't understand how, like, how they're thinking, like, how they think that going out is the only thing that they can do right now. Like, it just doesn't make sense to me. It's like I'm seeing more people out than I did before. Yeah, we, uh, well, G- Gavin is immunocompromised, my oldest. And so, like, I'm, I'm on edge, like, pretty much all the time because yeah. I, I feel a lot of pressure to do everything right the first time because if I don't, what happens to him? What happens if, um, you know, I, I take the kids out to a park and they get, you know, you know, other kids run up to them before, you know, whatever. And, and, and somebody gets infected and we bring it home and Gavin's exposed. I mean, he's at very high risk and it's very difficult to, to protect him when, when we're sort of at the mercy of the weakest link, you know, and, and that weakest link is everybody who doesn't seem to take this seriously. You know, and it's really, really frustrating. Do you guys have, well, I'm in Ohio and we have, we're on, it's, it's national. I mean, it's a, it's a statewide stay home order. They don't actually call it lockdown here, but, uh, you know, you're supposed to stay home unless you have to go to like the grocery store or central, you know, whatever. Um, mm-hmm. We're now being told it's recommended that you wear a mask anytime you leave the house. Uh, I don't know if you guys are. Yeah, we're not told that. We're told to use that if, like, you're going to be, like, if you're sick, Mm -hmm. you should be wearing a mask. But if we wear a mask, it's not really going to protect us unless it's like one of those proper surgeon, like, ones that close off everything. And so we're not told, like, Plus, there is a shortage, and I feel like people, the medical people, like, you know, nurses, doctors, the cleaners in the hospitals, the volunteers in the hospitals, um, workers, any worker, really, mm-hmm. should be the ones that should be using them. If you can make one, cool, do it. But I don't think they should be telling everyone to do it when the most, I think, most people are getting it from touching stuff and then touching. Do you know what I mean? That's what we're getting told anyway. We're... we're um what they're having us do here in the States, the CDC has recommended that we use cloth masks and um, whether you make them yourself, I found some on Amazon. It's going to take like three weeks to get here because uh, of the yeah. delays, whatever, but um, you know, they're washable, they're reusable and they're not medical masks. The idea I think for, for, for the cloth mask is not so much to protect us from someone else who's sick, but it protects someone else if we're sick. So like if you sneeze mm-hmm. or cough or breathe, you're less likely to, you know, spread things around if you're wearing a mask over your face. Makes sense because there's people who obviously don't have the symptoms. So Yeah. How uh how badly has it spread where you guys are? Um, I'm not sure about the numbers because I've jumped quite a bit in the last couple of days. I do know that we went from 4,900 deaths to 7,000 something like today. And that was only a couple of days ago wow. that we were at 4,000. So we have jumped quite a bit. 
um, I try not look at the numbers because of my anxiety. If I start looking at numbers, I was going to ask you about that. I just zone into that, <laughs> and I would just freak out. Like that's all I would look at. Um, it's kind of hard with Twitter, uh, you know, <laughs> with all the information getting chucked at you. So I try and avoid it. <laughs> Um, but no, I noticed the numbers jumped quite a bit because I do obviously go on and check every now and then. Um, and it's, it's, it's so scary, um, to know that, I mean, that's 7,000 people's lives taken. We're at, um, we're, I think we're at three, I, I well, we're under 400,000 just in the United States infections. Uh, mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's like 350 or 360. I think at the time that we're talking, um, I think it's 12,000 deaths now. I think it's 14,000 the last I checked. 14,000? Yeah. Do, do, do you guys, do your, does your government seem to be appropriately handling it? <laughs> do you know what um, I mean? Like, Our prime minister didn't believe that it could be passed on by touch and he went and shook hands with the infected and now he is in hospital he's in the icu in the icu (laughs) is he doing is he so and i'm laughing i'm not laughing at that i'm just laughing at the fact that this is our leader like he's learned the hard way unfortunately and i hope that's enough evidence for him and the rest of the government (laughs) to realize how contagious this is like i can't get over how like he would have even took that chance being the leader. Mm-hmm. Like we need him. So it's kind of weird. Um, but I think now they're starting to take it a little bit more seriously. Um, it just sucks that they had to wait for one of them to get it. Does that make sense? Well, we've had, well, you know, our leader. Um, yeah. He, he, I mean, he didn't even... Now I guess they're coming out with they uh, they found communications or emails or something where where they knew about it back in January and they were even warned about it uh, late last year and they just chose to ignore it, you know. And, and well, now- I mean, I remember there being tweets going about like December, early December about it, and no one taking it seriously at all. You know, we have. Uh, I was just doing, I was asking people last night cause they're doing uh, a stimulus thing here in the States. So they're, they're giving, I don't, I don't know exactly all the details because I don't think anybody really totally understands. Uh, but they are, they are, uh, issuing checks to a large portion of the country. So, um, like adults get $1,200. There's like in, certain income brackets and, and tax, schedules and stuff like that that you have to sort of meet, but they're giving every adult in the household $1,200 and then every kid $500. The problem is that you have kids like, like Gavin, for example, who is, uh, he's 20, but he's completely dependent, uh, on me. And the way that they have it set up currently is that if, if Gavin weren't on disability, then he wouldn't qualify for anything. There'd be no assistance for him. So I might get to, I'd get $1,200. Elliot and Emmett would have $500 a piece coming in and Gavin would have nothing because uh, they didn't seem to take into account people with disabilities who may not be on disability, you know? 
And so there's a there's a lot of parents out there right now that are that are sort of panicking that they're not getting what they should be getting because the government didn't uh I don't know, think it through. Yeah. Yeah. It's 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 definitely a scary time. Um like my brother, he's on disability. Um but I'm not. Um, so he gets, he still gets the money that he would normally get and they've kind of helped with their rent and like halved it mm -hmm. so that they don't need to worry because his girlfriend got paid off. Um, yeah. So <laughs> a lot of companies over here either paid people off just before the law came in, um, where say for instance, if they worked at a bar or something, they get, they get everyone, everywhere got shut down. Um, but they got 80% of their wages and it comes from the government. So it doesn't like come out the, the bars okay. uh, money, you know what I mean? Like right. they don't get hurt by this. It's coming from the government. Um, and my mom, my mom, she's on that as well because she's got COPD. So she's home for 12 weeks just now, obviously with mm -hmm. depending on how long we're here. Um, so she's on 80% of her wages too, which is, I think is quite a good thing. Um, cause that there, no one was getting anything. The only thing that happened, what was really bad was people who were self-employed. They got like almost nothing to begin with. In mm -hmm. fact, they got nothing to begin with, but now they're on this thing called universal credit, but it's like barely anything. And I feel for those people. How do they have, um, do you guys have a sense of how long you're going to have to be on lockdown still? No. Are you hearing, like we're hearing, well, Trump wants to reopen the government. He wanted to reopen everything by Easter, which is insane. And Cause he thinks he's fucking Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> he does. I, I, you know, I mean, I, I just don't, I don't get. I don't understand how he's getting away with it all. I don't understand why the world's letting them get out of way with it. <laughs> I, I, yeah, I, uh, I just, I don't, I don't understand, you know, because at this point, the level of incompetence is, is such that uh, it's costing people lives. I mean, Trump, Trump didn't create the COVID-19 virus. He's not responsible for the virus, but no. I, I believe he is a hundred percent responsible for the chaos in this country right now as a result of being unprepared, uh, and then you put you putting so many people's lives at risk with with every you know he's he's pushing that um uh that malaria medication um oh my god i can't remember yeah i know one i can't remember yeah the name it's of hy it. hydro um yeah whatever chlorp a lot of lucas a lucas patients use it right yeah yeah uh and and all the medical professionals are, are saying you know like whoa 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 like we can't this hasn't been te this needs to be tested mm -hmm. further we don't have any medical evidence that says this and there's in fact there's a lot of very dangerous side effects that can uh, arise uh, with people uh, cardiac related uh, complications and things like that so uh, and now it's i guess coming out that he has a stake in a company who manufactures the of brand course. the brand name of the medication and so he's pushing that version of the med uh, for something that's not proven science and taking it away from all the people who need it, um, like I was talking to uh, Peter Morley the other day, and he uh, he's been taking it for a long time because of yeah. lupus, you know. And now and now there's people who can't get a hold of it, and it's very I guess yeah. it's it's dangerous if you're not taking it for the right reasons, you know. 
Um, and it, it's just, it's, it's scary. Cause like we're, I think the governor in, in my state has, has expanded lockdown into, until first of May, I think right now where it's first of May, I can't even begin to fathom the school year ever resuming, uh, yeah. this year. How are they doing? Uh, are the schools shut down? Yeah, so all the schools are shut down. The only people that are allowed to go to school because of uh, nurses and stuff still having to work. Obviously, they can't go and get childcare if they're working. <laughs> like, there's no one that can look after them. So what they've done is allowed those kids to go to school in certain areas, um, which I think is a brilliant idea. Um, they're already at risk anyway with their parent being mm-hmm. in the hospital and stuff. Um, and God bless teach- teachers because they're amazing. <laughs> um, and especially the ones that are taken on that, um, that risk as well. Um, but yeah, no, everything's like, other than that is shut down. Um, we have some nurseries that have stayed open for vulnerable kids, mm-hmm. um, which is brilliant as well. Cause there's obviously some kids that don't get fed. They're li- live in poverty or abused. Um, so they still have to like obviously look out for those kids too. So they're getting looked after, which is good. Um, but other than that, everything is completely shut down. Now they're are, not opening it. <laughs> are, are there, are they, are there like penalties or, um, citations or whatever? If you, if you're caught like not um, yeah. taking it seriously, so, like not taking it seriously. Mm-hmm. So they've not like, they're enforcing it just now, but, not like it's not being like completely like the army coming in or mm-hmm. anything like that just now like i think it will happen um but for instance there's a woman um a couple of days ago who was caught at a train station and there were like the police officers asked her why are you here obviously expecting her to say i'm going to work and she had no reason and they were like okay we're gonna find you 800 pounds and it was like, oh, good. Like, this is good. Like, they need to start doing this. <laughs> um, people are getting stopped in their cars. My mom has been stopped a couple of times asking where they're going, um, why they're going, stuff like that, because we're only allowed out to go to the groceries. Um, that's the only time you should be in our car. Um, and we're like, like, that's allowed once. So if they catch you out twice, you're getting fined. Um, you're allowed out for an hour, like, to go exercise. Although I'm pretty sure there's people going out way longer than that. Um, but again, there's not like police officers walking around. Mm-hmm. So it's only here and there that people are getting like fined. Yeah. I'm not seeing, um, we don't have a, like a police presence. Well, you hear, well, I'm seeing them patrol more than what they normally do, but I've not seen them actually stop anyone um, and, and question what they're doing, which I don't really have a problem if they do. I mean, as long as they're not racially profiling anybody, but but just stopping yeah. people who are out and being like, you know, what, what are you doing? Because it only takes one person to make this worse than what it already is. Uh, and and it just it's frustrating as a parent because when you're trying to keep your 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 kids safe, or if you're at risk yourself, like high risk for you know whatever reason, underlying health conditions or age or whatever. All of these people that are that are not taking it seriously, or they just keep blowing it off. Um, it's just so incredibly selfish 
you yeah. know, because you're literally putting other people's lives at risk because you don't want to do something. And I think they should lock it down. There's there's mm-hmm. there's a push for uh, the federal government just to lock the country down and just make it mandatory across yeah. all the states and and fines, whatever. Um, we go out in the yard, like you can, we can go out in our yard and stuff like that if there's nobody else around. Uh, yeah. You know, I mean, every, yeah, everything we're doing is either Amazon or, or a grocery store that, that delivers, you know? Yeah. Are you guys... That's good that you have the option. Are you guys running out, like, is there like a run on supplies where you guys are at? Um. So, I mean, we can get like deliveries and stuff, but the stocks really, like, we run out of a lot of stuff. <laughs> and I eat a lot of pasta and there's like no pasta. <laughs> And I'm like, okay, there's people buying this who don't normally eat it. So, <laughs> well, yeah, they're stocking up on things that are non, you know, non-perishable. Like you can't find yeah. toilet paper here. Um, I was, yeah. I had a delivery coming today that was supposed to have Lysol disinfectant spray, and they called None. me at the last minute and said, "No, we don't have any. There's like nothing." Uh, oh my god! And you know, I mean, it's. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know how long this is going to last. It's getting scary, you know. But one of the things that we wanted to, to, to talk about today was, to how it's impacting people with autism and ADHD and anxiety and stuff like that. And, um, mm-hmm. like, I can speak to my personal anxiety and depression, and, and, and they're both infinitely more challenging to manage right now. My kids... Uh, Man, they're they're all things considered, they're doing well. Uh, anxiety is through the roof. They have no, they're like a lit fuse all the time. Like it takes nothing to set them off. Uh, homework, they want nothing to do with homework because it seems stupid. They're when, stressed out. Yeah, yeah, they're looking at just like the like an apocalypse. And yeah. why would we do homework if we're not going back to school? Like who cares? Yeah. And I don't I don't blame them. I, you know. So how are you? How are you handling this? How are you managing? Um, I don't think I'm doing it really well because originally I was like, oh, like for people with ADHD, we should be have like a schedule. Mm. And I mean, I had it <laughs> on my phone and then it just got to the point where I was constantly worried that I just wasn't looking at it. So it would come up like give me a reminder and I'd just be like, okay, gone. Like not even, not entertaining it. Um, and that was like the first like week um, that that happened. Um, and then we got told like, cause I'm at university, we then got told that it was canceled. Like our examinations, our assessments all canceled, we've got a pass. So I was like, okay, I can breathe a little bit. But then I realized <laughs> one, I don't have a hobby. <laughs> it's good <laughs> to have a hobby. <laughs> like, I don't know what I've been doing for the last few years, but um, I was like, okay, so I'll try and find things to keep me occupied. So I tried watching Netflix, um, which only seems to work when I'm with my mum. We sit and watch like stuff. We watched Tiger King like the first Did you watch week that? before. Yeah, we watched it before everyone else, and then everyone started jumping in, and I was like, oh, we watched that. <laughs> Finished that up um, over the weekend. It's it's interesting. <laughs> They should all be in prison, though, because those poor tigers, like I wanted to go and take all the cats and be like, none of you should have them. <laughs> That's great. There's more tigers in captivity in the United States than there are in the wild. 
And that's insane. Nobody needs a that's tiger. Scary. You don't need a tiger. I mean, like, no. I think, it, you know, I mean, it'd be cool to have a tiger, right? Everybody thinks it'd be cool to have a tiger. But, like, realistically, it's a terrible idea. Absolutely yeah, terrible get idea. Get a cat. Like a normal person. <laughs> yeah. You know, um, yeah, that was, that was a good one. We do uh, Netflix. You guys have Disney Plus yet? Yes, we do. And I just downloaded it literally last night. <laughs> so I've watched The Little Mermaid and The Little Mermaid 2 over and over. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're releasing a lot of the new releases. Like Onward, have you seen Onward? No, I've not seen it yet, no. That that was really good. The kids and I watched that. Oh, uh, nice. We're, we're trying to find movies that like, there's a mm-hmm. series of them so we can have something to do every night for a week, you know? There's something that like grabs your attention as well. Like, I feel like when there's nothing to do for someone like with ADHD, or I don't know if it's the same autism, but it might be the same. I feel like when there's nothing to do, it makes us worse in the sense of if something, someone gives us something interesting for us to do, we're so like understimulated by that point where we can't get motivated enough to be like, okay, this is interesting, but I just can't focus. Like there's no way. <laughs> and I'm finding that like with almost everything I'm trying to do. Do you, do you find yourself preoccupied with um, sort of like overt fears uh, related to everything that's going on? I did the first couple of weeks. Um, I felt like that's all I could think about. And uh, you probably, I don't know if you noticed it on Twitter or not, but I went from like literally <laughs> like panic mode. <laughs> I do this all the time. I go from one extreme to the next. So it's like panic, 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 tweet, like constantly. And then I went from that to like, I think I had like a day off or something. I can't even remember. It might have just happened overnight. doesn't happen. To, I shouldn't be doing this because I'm going to be, I have so many other people with like anxiety, ADHD, autism following me. And if I panic. Yeah, the same. they're I like, oh my God, Hazel said this. Oh, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I was like, I might have to reel this in and rethink it. So I started rethinking how even the way that I was processing things. And I feel like, like I'm, I've been saying to myself, okay, when it isn't the end of the world, I think it is the end of the world <laughs> normally. And now that it's actually happening, it's not actually happening, but you get what I mean. Um, now that there's an actual pandemic, um, like this is real. They're panicking causes you to think irrationally. And I feel like at a time like that, like like this, we need to be careful about that. And this is where I think Trump's playing into that in your country, because he knows the more fear that you guys have, the more the Democrats won't vote, which is why I think a lot of states are still pushing for you guys to actually go and physically vote. They did that uh, yesterday. It was yeah, Wisconsin. Wisconsin or something. Yeah. All those people yeah, lined up. It, it, that, it, that's since it's crazy all those brave brave people like like i just props to them um i it's it's terrifying i don't that's where i don't understand this whole thing but to me i think he's he's using it as like a ploy to win because he knows that's the only way mm-hmm. is by getting the democrats not to vote yeah they uh, uh there's sort of this 
thing that they say with, you know, Republicans win when they suppress the American vote. Like the more people who come out and vote, it tends to not go well for Republicans. So for um, a Republican to win, you want to have a lower voter turnout. So you have uh, voter suppression and you have, um, mm-hmm. you know, they're, they're wiping out the the uh, vote um God, the the registrations so people will go to vote and they find out they're not registered uh, registered anymore yeah that's that's insane yeah they're they're purging with with, with the wisconsin thing i think they're purging thousands of votes uh absentee votes that came in um after the deadline because like, uh, they couldn't get it extended i just don't understand how they get away with it like there needs to be something put in place for this to never happen again. Do you know uh, what I mean? Yeah, I would hope so. Well, Bernie Sanders dropped out today. So yeah. that leaves, uh, you know, Joe Biden, will, will, I'm sure, will be the nominee. Uh, and I'm okay mm-hmm. with that. Um, but, you see, know. the thing is, see, even if people are not okay with him, right? The way that I would look at it is vote he anyways. is. <laughs> yeah, vote for him. Um no, but the way that I would look at it is because a lot of people are saying, well, I don't want to vote then. And I'm like, oh, my God, like you're not going to do this again. Um, the way to look at it is you can have one term with him and then like, you know, <laughs> vote for someone else. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and But this is a step forward rather than backwards again, if that makes sense. Um, he's definitely a lot better than Trump and people need to get that in their heads. It might not be the candidate that they wanted. Um, but again, it's only for one term, at least. You know what I mean? Like, he's a de- to- he's a decent human being. He mm-hmm. is um, he's grounded in reality. You know, yeah. Any there's not any there's no scandals. That, I mean, like that anybody really puts a whole lot of stock in. Um, and, and, you know, I mean, he just – you can tell just by when he, he does his um, – he addresses uh, the nation, wh- whether it's online now or whatever, to uh, share his views on what's happening, like with the coronavirus, stuff like that. And, mm-hmm. I mean, that's a presidential – makes you feel better after you watch it, you know? And, yeah. and And then you watch Trump's press conferences every day and you just want to like mm-hmm. – uh, Yeah. You don't want to watch it. <laughs> you don't want to watch it. But then it's all, but it's like people are like, well, then just don't follow him on Twitter or something. I'm like, well, but I want to see the end coming before it gets here. Like, I, I want to know, you know what I mean? I'd rather know what kind of stupid ass thing he's going to do before it affects me. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I, I don't I don't want to be surprised by something that he does. And I, and I think that anybody who voted for him should be forced to follow him on social media and uh and, and listen to the things and see the things that he actually does versus what he claims, uh, you know, but is happening. I think they do. I think this is what's scary. And this is why I think I'm more scared of them than I am of him. Because I feel like they know exactly what he does and what he says. You know, at the end of the day, no one's that stupid. <laughs> like, they do follow him and they do, like, <laughs> except from Trump. But, like way I see it is because they know what they can get from it as in white people, because that's the majority of them that voted for him. Um, they know what they can get from it. And that is unfortunately the hate of it. 
if that makes sense. Like they're racist and he is, he's blatantly racist. And to them, they're winning because of it, because there's a white guy in charge who's a racist, he's openly racist, and he's making the place better for white people. Do you know what I mean? Except from the ones obviously speak against them, but you get what I mean. Um so it might not be like a better life for them because it's really not, but because it's fueling the hate, they all have that thing in common and they feel like they're being heard. Well, yeah, they can, they can, they can climb out from underneath their rock, you know, and they can, they can come out yeah. in the sunshine because they feel like it's, it's safe for them to uh, mm-hmm. spew their hate because it, it, you know, the people who matter aren't condone or aren't condemning it, you know, and they're, they're, yeah. even if, even if you don't, he he needs to cond- uh, condemn it, whether he, you know, denies he feels the same way or not. But if you condemn it, then then you sort of break that that connection. But he but knows if he condemns it, then he loses, he loses his following. Yeah. So it's yeah, there has to be something put in place to uh, mm-hmm. to Stop prevent something like this from happening because the whole world pays a price for for, mm-hmm. for one person, and and I, I you know it's. It's, and that's the thing, like, I'm always told on Twitter to shut my mouth because I'm from Scotland and stuff like that. And I'm like, well, yeah, I am. But you guys keep going on about how powerful you are and how you're the top country. Mm. But yeah, I have to shut my mouth when you're the biggest influencer in the entire world. They shouldn't feel, what your guy they shouldn't does, feel threatened by you. Exactly. We're meant to be allies. Do you know mm-hmm. what I mean? And right now, like, Great Britain's like, ah. You've just went and offered Russia and North Korea help with this pandemic that you said was a hoax. And you're leaving your allies. Yeah. Not to mention he's not helping his actual people. But, like, it just, ah, it's so frustrating. So I'm like, no, like, I do have a say and everyone has a say. What I don't have a say in is obviously voting. And I never will. Like, I shared with, when when it was a all the candidates, I shared information on everyone, even mm-hmm. if I didn't agree. Like anyone in the Democrats, so that you guys all, like everyone, most people that I follow and follow me are American. So that they could see all the different, obviously, options um, and policies and stuff, because that side of it, I feel like I don't have to say if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Just like I would say, you guys can't tell me who I should vote for in a sense. Except from when it comes to Trump, then I'll be like, no, guys, like, you guys need to stop that. <laughs> like, that's a bit different. <laughs> yeah, it's, you know, it's sort of like, uh, I don't know. It's scary, you know, because, yeah. like, the more this goes on, the the more real it gets. And like like I said before we started recording, like, I'm on day, 30, day 34 of lockdown. I think it's 34 days now because uh, Elliot had the Elliot had the flu at the beginning of March. Uh, he tested positive oh. for influenza B. I was a little bit concerned that he, he started showing symptoms of what it sounded like it could possibly be COVID-19. Um, and so they wanted to see him and he they don't have tests. So they ran the flu panel mm-hmm. and he came back with influenza B. So we know it was the flu and not, you know, something else. Um but you know we had to sort of lock down from that because we don't want to spread it to somebody else and yeah. limit his exposure to Gavin and we all have our flu shots but uh it doesn't stop you from from getting it if you do get it it's just a milder form and and 
didn't last very long. It wasn't bad at all. Uh, but then yeah. this whole thing happened and, uh, I just, I, I can't take a chance with Gavin. I just, I just can't, I, I can't bring myself to do it. Um, I've had to take him off his antipsychotics. The medication that he's on requires lab work every time he needs a refill. And, um, I can't, I can't take a chance. Like I just can't bring myself to yeah. take him to the hospital or whatever to have, have blood work done. Even if it's considered low risk or lower risk or whatever, it's still a risk, uh, yeah. and off his, off his meds. He's, he's more difficult to manage cause it's, he's on medicated schizophrenic and, um, he's not violent or anything like that. He just, he goes on yeah. those missions and he wants to tell me about it and he could be a little bit more, uh, more easily confused and, um, and things like that, but he's, it's totally manageable. And, and at the end yeah. of the day, it exhausts me more than it does anybody else. And I would rather do that than take a chance with his life, you know? Yeah. Um, and, and people just, they don't, they don't realize like even the people in my neighborhood, just there's, there's gatherings of people, uh, next door, you know, where we have uh, traffic coming in and out and, you know, just groups of people, three or four or five people just sitting around, you know, walking down the street and they walk up to the fence and talk to the person who's standing right across the fence from them. And like, like, it's just not, there's no distance. There's no, and, and it just, it just feels like they're not taking it seriously. And so that, yeah. that means I can't, you know, I've seen someone do that today. Like they had the fence between them and I was like, they do realize that that's that's just. It's like the old smoking and non-smoking <laughs> sections in a restaurant. Like, yeah, they 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 had this little like oh, half fence barrier thing above the seat, like like it's going to stop anything from happening, and and it it doesn't, you know. And and yeah. uh, I I just I would rather be locked down for three months and do it the mm -hmm. right way and be done with it than than to to half acid and 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 uh and have this continue to spread and have more people die and uh have life shut down for a longer period of time because we just yeah. couldn't do what we needed to do from from the start and um and i keep hearing the same argument from certain people um about the ones that basically keep going outside um even some people who are inside they're saying that they're having their freedoms taken away from them and i'm like but you're taking the freedom away from others if you choose not to comply with the rules. All we're asking you is to stay in your house for, you know, a couple months. Yes, it feels like forever, but it's not. <laughs> um, so that you're saving lives. Like, this is the one time in history where everyone can help save people. Mm -hmm. Like, how many times are we going to be able to say that? And, you all, know you I mean? have like, to, and all you have to do is stay home. Just stay home. Kill and watch Netflix. I, I, I mean, <laughs> and it's not even like everybody who is out not not staying home are out working. Mm -hmm. I mean, you know, I, I get it if people, you know, they need to feed their kids and they have to have a job. And if they don't go to work, they don't get paid. And, and I get that. But there's there's people out there who aren't out there working. They're just out there having fun. And yeah. those are the people that really, really... Upset and that's me. the people that we keep saying to stay home. But like, obviously, if you need to work, go work. Like, we're not if you're allowed you not to. to. That's yeah. not, if yeah. you're an essential, like, yeah. Mm -hmm. If uh, you're not like socializing and stuff. Um. 
what, well, how, how is your family doing with all this? It's hard not seeing them. Um, we're struggling with that. Um, like for instance, we, we take groceries to my brother cause he doesn't have like a car. Um, so we take groceries to his door and then we walk away and we sit in the car. Um, and then we like message him to say that it's there. And the other day, his uh, girlfriend came out with the youngest, Mason, my little meatball. And it was like the hardest thing to see him. And he was pointing and he's smiling and he's wanting us to come over. And he's only one. So mm-hmm. he doesn't even know what's going on. And we're like, we can't. Like, yeah. me and my mom were like, we had to hold back yours. It was so hard. Um, so that's like the hardest part, I think, not seeing the little ones, um, because they don't understand. Um, my sister was telling me she goes for a walk in her street and her husband's, uh, brother stays down the road and they've got two little girls. So essentially my nephew's cousins and she was like out for a walk and he was like, Kenny's, Kenny's. And she was like, no, she had to pretend that she was at school. So that he understood, no, we can't go see mm-hmm. them. Yeah. And that, like, it's the kids that I feel for more than anyone. Um, and the likes of, like, my mom's got COPD, so I'm just terrified if she catches it. Um, she's got brain difficulties as it is, so that's terrifying. Especially, like, I wasn't well. Uh, the other night there, I took, like, I don't know what happened. It was weird. I went from being completely fine like i had my energies were a little low and then i just like was so ill and i couldn't move and i was just like okay so i messed my mom's like if i'm this ill in the morning i'm not coming out of my room um next day morning like still felt like crap so i just stayed for and i slept like nearly i think it was nearly a day because i was just in and out of sleep constant um and then all of a sudden I was fine and I was like, okay. Like, it was kind of like a part of me was like, (laughs) (laughs) so it's like, okay, it can't, it can't, uh, coronavirus, okay. But what a time you live in where if you get like another bug, like a simple bug, you're terrified. (laughs) And it wasn't even me I was thinking of. It was like my mom. I was terrified that she would catch it. There was a, uh, a YouTube video that I saw and I posted it yesterday. Um, it's a, it was a doctor who, um, broke down why people die from COVID-19, like what, what actually happens to your body. And he does it in a way where, um, he makes it, he, he dumbs it down pretty, pretty low so, so that everybody should be able to comprehend what this is and how bad it is and how dangerous it is. And, uh, you know, he just does it in a, he does it in a, in a really kind of, well, fun way, I guess. Uh, it's engaging, and and it and he just tells you, like, look, if you think this is stupid and you think this is the flu, you're going to go out. This is how you're going to die. You are going to drown in your own fluids. Your lungs are going to fill with fluid. You're not going to be able to breathe. You're going to kill your mom and your grandma. And uh, but isn't it sad that he had to start with this is how you're going to die for it to mm-hmm. like get the message through rather than someone else. Yeah, I'll I'll, uh, I'll send you the link to that. You can watch it. It's he he's I sent it to uh, my family, and uh, I, I put it out on social media 
yesterday, I think. And it's like, look, if you know someone in your life who's not taking this seriously, send it to them, you know? Uh, and I told my family, like, if you know anybody who's not taking it seriously, pass this along because you can't, he does a really good job of making sure that you understand how dangerous this is and how serious it can be. Yeah. But, uh, I think, I think the scary thing is, is that, and this is what's wrong with the world right now. Um, for instance, there was someone that just shared, um, I think it was, I think it was Rosanna Arquette, mm-hmm. um, who sent out a tweet and it was basically about, it was an article where, where there's female leaders like New Zealand, they're squashing like the curve. Like they literally have barely any deaths compared to the rest of the world. And they all went on complete lockdown and it was just dealt with in such a night, like a good way. Well, the best way possible, I suppose. Um, and it feels like all the men that are leaders in this world are too busy trying to be the big guy. Oh, I can deal with it this way better than you than listening mm-hmm. and taking advice. Italy tried to tell us, I don't know how many times you guys need to go on lockdown now. Did anybody listen? No, the people were asking, like, over here, the people were like, we need to go in proper lockdown, please do it. And they just kept putting it off and putting it off. And it was like, yous are doing this to us. Like, there's countries that are literally in the middle of this pandemic before everyone else, mm-hmm. giving us warnings, telling us what to do. But because we have assholes in charge that want to be the big tough guy, they're trying to do it their own way and it's like oh my god get over it we have uh uh governor cuomo in new york dewine is in ohio um and newsom out in california are are doing fantastic jobs like i didn't vote for mike dewine he's a republican Uh, and i don't agree with a lot of his um conservative views but i'm but i'm telling you like i i could not imagine somebody doing a better job than what he's doing right now for our state. You know, he's uh, took it seriously from the start started locking things down. Uh, Cuomo in New York is doing amazing. I mean, they're the ones there you, you look to, to find out what's actually happening. You know, you can't trust what's coming from higher up. Uh, you, you have to, to go with your state leadership and um, you know, they're relying on public health officials. They're relying on uh, the CDC or, um, you know, the, uh, the specialists and, uh, and not political motivation, right? So they're, they're doing what they have to do to save lives and, uh, and, and squash the curve. And we just can't And that's get that. the part that I don't understand with America. And I know it's mostly Trump, but I feel like you guys look at a lot of stuff as a political agenda. Like, do you know what I mean? Like it's either, oh, it's, Dems- it's mostly Republicans that do it. I will say that, but it's always a the Dems against Republicans, mm-hmm. even when it's to do with the whole world. And I'm like, like I get people, for instance, will comment on my page on Twitter and they'll, they automatically assume I'm American. Even though I post up, I don't know how many times I'm Scottish and I've got the Scottish flag in my bio. I don't know why. <laughs> I'm not, I mean, I'm not offended by it. That's cool. But I mean, I do post it a whole lot. Um, <laughs> So I'm like, okay, you don't listen to me. That's cool. Um, but I feel like they always assume everyone's American and it's all an American issue. Like someone literally posted up that this virus 
Trump created this virus to uh, control you all. And I was like, so why is it affecting the whole fucking world? <laughs> like, <laughs> there was something going around about uh, somebody got it started that this is caused by 5G networks. Did you see oh that? Oh my God. Yes. <sighs> my own dad believed that. Like, no joke. I was like, oh, please, for the love of God. <laughs> like, <laughs> wow. Like, I, I, you know, I don't. And they even set up a little timeline, I noticed as well. They match it up with other things, other pandemics. And I was just like, are you guys fucking for real? Like, like flat earthers. <laughs> I mean, you just deny. But yeah. But I'm seeing it from both sides. This isn't just the Republicans. Like, I saw that from the left side, too. And I was like, are you guys seriously, like, taking the mic? Is this a joke? Like, I don't understand how you guys think that that affects that. (laughs) One has anything to do with the other. One of the big things that I learned as a parent to kids with autism, um, just because it sort of looks like it might line up or it might look like they're doing this because of this, it doesn't always mean that that's what it is. There's, there's underlying things There's things you don't know about. Uh, mm-hmm. and just because it fits nice and neat into this little package that makes you feel better, doesn't mean that that's what's actually happening. In fact, most of the time it probably isn't because life isn't, you know, wrapped up in a bow. It's messy and it's, uh, chaotic, you know, and that's just life, right? If, if it's too yeah. easy, then you have to start to wonder like, Something's mm-hmm. not right, you know. Um, if you yourself are not perfect, how can you expect everyone and anything else to be? That's yeah. the way I see it. Yeah. And that's the way that I feel like a lot of people need to um, start getting in their heads. <laughs> I have a question for you. Okay. I was just thinking about this today. A- assuming that schools are shut down uh, for the rest of the school year, right? Like mm-hmm. school year, we don't do year-round school. Do you guys do year-round school? We have a summer. Okay. Um, there are some places in the States that do year round. Uh, Although I think that might be better. Cause it, yeah, it's not, it's, it's, it's like <laughs> the numbers aren't right, but like you go for, for yeah. eight weeks, you get three weeks off, eight weeks, you get three weeks off. And then the summer you still have a break, but it's like two months instead not of three months. Yeah. So I mean, it, it just sort of. Oh, that's kind of like ours then. Ours must be a year round then. Cause ours isn't as long as your guys. Like yeah, we have like three months is- in the summer, which is. No, we right don't have that. We have like six weeks. <laughs> yeah, so that may be what you guys are doing, uh, mm-hmm. and they just—it's always been called year round. It makes it makes so much sense to do it, but but I guess what my question is is I was thinking about this today. If if we have no vaccine, and you know, even if we have a million people in the U.S. who get a, who get infected, which I mean, they're saying the number is going to be way more than that. Um there's still a majority of the country who is vulnerable, right? They don't have the antibodies. Mm-hmm. How can we send our kids back to school in August or September if there's no vaccine, you can still catch it, and there's no way to stop it? There's no treatment. So, so do Well, you- I know that over here, I know that they will not like – if the numbers are still the way that they are, if that makes sense, or there's mm-hmm. still people dying and stuff like that, I know we will not come out of lockdown. Um, I know that someone, like there was a rumor going around originally that the lockdown could last up to a year. 
because obviously you need to slowly come out it as well you can't just go from lockdown to okay everyone go crazy um because that as well could potentially harm your country mm-hmm. in the sense of if businesses just open and everybody goes out and buys everything like or goes to all the bars and all the restaurants you could i mean you could potentially shut them down that way too do you know what I mean by overbuying? Because then they haven't got the stock to then reopen the next again day. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I think I I know my country won't open unless they know for sure they can. But it's scary to think what will happen with the kids then because they don't have that education. Um, I was thinking because I, I haven't talked to their mom about this yet, but if if they do open the school in fall. And there's just as much risk as there is now. Like I'm, I'm, I'm thinking that like I may consider homeschooling because I was going to say maybe online schooling or something because like I can't, I don't even like sending them to school when there's like the flu going around where where they'll have like, you know, three dozen kids out with the flu because, because they're exposed, whatever they're exposed to, they get sick for one, but they bring it back Mm -hmm. and they can give it to Gavin and Gavin. Uh, we don't, we want to avoid that as much as we can. Um, Mm -hmm. and so I just, I guess I don't know how they're going to, how they're going to approach that. And then what's the right thing to do? You know I mean? Cause you're talking potentially it's life and death right now. How do you, you don't want to overreact, but then you don't want to be complacent. Education is important, but if they're no longer alive, then education doesn't do any good. You know what I mean? So exactly. it's like, it's like, how do you, and then would you be comfortable? I mean, just with anxiety, would you be comfortable going back to school knowing that there was still a serious risk? I'm not even comfortable. Like I went to the grocery store with my mom, like last week for the first time since we went into lockdown and the anxiety I got just walking out to the car. Like I get it bad anyway. Like see, see if I'm in the house too long, I get kind of like, is it agoraphobia it's called where it's like you're scared to go outside anyway yeah agoraphobia like, yeah yeah that that's yep <laughs> i'm crap words but anyway i i get that as it is so with that on top of it where there's an actual reason for me to be scared mm-hmm. to go outside, like it hit me and i i even said to mom i was like mom i actually have anxiety just being in the car i was like and when we got to the store it was weird because like my my ADHD took over, which thank God it did. But oh my God, it's probably why I ended up ill because I went from like we were walking in and I was like, it's like zombie land. It was just weird. Like we had to go in a certain way. We weren't allowed to go in the same doors like we normally would. Mm-hmm. We had to go in one way and out the other. <laughs> and we had to have like a certain distance between people. It was just so weird and different. And there wasn't as many people. And like we went in and I was just like, I was like panicking, but I was trying to hold it together. Two, <laughs> we went up a couple uh, aisles and we went to get birthday cards because my mom and my sister and my dad's birthdays are soon. Mm-hmm. To like all of a sudden, because I had been so anxious, <laughs> my ADHD hyperness just went boom. And I was like a kid at Christmas for cards. And my mom was just like the whole time, like like greeting <laughs> cards or something. Yeah, it was just no, it was just birthday cards. Like 
<laughs> literally I was just like oh look at this one and look at this one and look at this one oh mom look at this one like oh this is that and blah 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 and my mom was just like okay 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 try to keep up and then like everything we went past I mean I even ended up going out I ended up getting this which is cool but it's like is that like a margar- it's like a margarita <laughs> um, it's a gin glass uh I started drinking gin purely because uh, we had no alcohol in the house except from the alcohol I bought someone for Christmas that sh- they were in hospital at the time so I didn't get to get them it so I was sitting around and I was like well, it's not like I'm going to see them soon. <laughs> yeah, you guys couldn't see it. It's a, uh, it's like a, looks like a margarita glass for us here in the states. Like, oh. um, but it's a, a unicorn. Yeah, it's a gin glass with sort of fun stuff painted on the. Yeah, so it was not essential at all, um, <laughs> which is why we were there. Um, and I just, I mean, we went in for a couple things, and we came out with a hundred pounds worth of <laughs> food. <laughs> It was good because it meant we didn't need to go back like anytime mm-hmm. soon. But it was it was interesting because it just it just switched. <laughs> but uh, that's why my mum's a saint. Like she just takes it and she just lets me be me. <laughs> how uh, so? I mean, like, like, how are you coping overall? Like, are, are you? You said you don't have a hobby. Um, um I think the first couple of weeks. I felt like I was literally going insane. I was so bored, but at the same time, every time I tried to do something, I wasn't, I, I got bored of that, or I just didn't have motivation, or I was that worried that all I could think about was like what was going on in the world rather than what I was supposed to be doing. Um, I remember the first day of lockdown because before it, I was so calm. It was weird. So calm. Then they told us we were in lockdown and I was like, yay. And then it just all hit me. And I had a major panic attack. I started crying. And I was just like, oh my God, like, this is actually happening. Like, shit. What, what, what do I do? Like, my automatic instinct with like ADHD is to protect everyone. But this is a time where no one can really protect anyone. Mm-hmm. So that, and then my mom was still working. And I was just like freaking out. It was a hot mess. We had. Um, um, the other day I had the kids outside. We were just working in the yard cause it's the only place we can go outside of the house. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, I used to be a fire medic. And so we're out there for a while and I started smelling something funny. It, it smelled like, smelled like weed, right? Someone smoking weed. Uh, but it was really strong. And I'm thinking like, my God, like there's, I can't even see anybody. And then I, I walk over to our defense in our front yard and I look down the street and there's a car on fire. Right. And oh my god! And then I hear this. There, there's just this woman just screaming, you know. And I'm thinking, like, oh my gosh! Like, my my assumption was because everybody was sort of standing around watching this car burn. That uh, she was just freaking out because her car was on fire. Well, I guess I, I get from from what I understand now. It turns out that she was in the car, and her boyfriend or ex boyfriend or something to that effect dump gasoline all over the car and set it on fire while she was in it. And uh, oh my God. that's, that's why she was screaming. And before this, my instinct would have been to run towards it and make sure there weren't like, I don't know if there was like a, like a kid stuck in the car and she was freaking out. Cause yeah. you know what I mean? There could be a million reasons, but then I had to look at, I have my kids here. If I go over there, then 
it's reckless. Yeah. You know? Um, so it, it just, yeah, I mean, it's, it's just, there's just crazy people are getting, uh, stir crazy. They're getting, yeah. um, you know, and then like, go ahead. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> I was going to say, but then like, for instance, that was out in public, but what was that guy doing to her? Not in public. Like you've got people who are in lockdown yep. with people that are abusive. Yeah. They're saying there's a, there's been a, a large spike in domestic violence and child abuse and, and things like that, which I guess you would expect, uh, considering the abuser is home more often now than what they would be otherwise, uh, yeah. which is awful. It's awful. Um, I know. Yeah, I don't know. So, I guess the takeaway is uh, you guys are doing okay. I mean, surviving. I guess yeah, it's, it's yeah. as good as good as it can be <laughs> under these circumstances. <laughs> yeah, we are. We're just uh, just a little bored, but I would rather be bored and safe than out doing something that's risking anyone's lives. Yeah, they uh, were. Um, what's today? I don't even know what date is. Today is Wednesday. I I don't know what date is anymore. Everything just sort of no, sort of together. Dry. It just merges. Um, we're going to be uh, interviewed by the BBC, which I think is oh over. That's like a local thing yeah, for you guys, is. right? Yeah. Um, about how uh, lockdown is more difficult for families. Uh, with special needs kids and how you manage that and the anxiety and all that other stuff. So that's, uh, they're going to do that Friday. Um, mm-hmm. So that'd be local uh, for you. And I think we get, we get the BBC over here. Some, something. Yeah, BBC is like our main, I think our main news. Um, I, we don't actually have normal TV in our house, <laughs> but I'll be able to access it through something else. <laughs> We, we um, do we, yeah. we do YouTube TV here in my house. Like we don't have cable. We do um, Google has YouTube TV, which is live TV, uh, but it's just streamed through the internet onto your TV or whatever. Uh, I was actually gonna I was gonna ask you how hmm? do you know? Like I was interested in this, right? How do you know? Like or can you know the difference? With like, um, it's, it's Emmett that has ADHD and yeah, right. How do I tell she, the difference? Can you tell the difference between like the ADHD and the autism, or you, is it just all merged? It is. <laughs> well, then you throw in anxiety, and that makes it really hard too. Um, yeah, it does. Because <laughs> I, I have, you know, like like the boys have um, medication for ADHD, and there's stimulants which slows them down. Um, I, I I have mixed feelings about giving that to them, uh, but I, I know that it works with the ADHD and it, and it slows their thought process down, improves their quality of life, stuff like that. But even on the meds, the Emmett especially is bouncing off the walls, and it's because uh, ADHD and anxiety present. There's a lot of overlap in symptoms. Yeah. And so if he's on the meds and he's still bouncing all over the place, it's because it's that's it, overwhelmingly it's anxiety that, that is sort of manifesting itself. Um, yeah. 
how do you know the difference? I, I, I just see them. Yeah, because as- I had, I had like a a lecture on autism. We had the ADHD as well. I actually missed the ADHD one. I was raging, um, <laughs> but done. Uh, I was sitting in autism one, and the whole time I'm like, that's the same. That's the same. And I was so confused. Obviously, there was other things that were really mm-hmm. not the same, but I was just like, to begin with, just like, okay, so how the hell if someone has it, especially if someone has it mild, right? Mm-hmm. How do you, I just don't understand how they tell the difference. <laughs> um, for me, there's some biological factors though, right? Well, there's, well, yeah, I think there's biological factors, but, um, my understanding with ADHD, if they medicate you and it works, it's ADHD. If they medicate you and it doesn't work, then it's not ADHD. It's sort of, it's it, it's sort of a um, trial and mm-hmm. error thing here in the states because yeah. basically they put you on Adderall, right? And Adderall is just basically methamphetamine, right? So, um, I think I got that right. Maybe I didn't get that right, but yeah, but it's it's speed. It's it's a it's a stimulant. So yeah, if they take it and it slows them down. It does that because they're ADHD. If they take it and it either makes no difference or they have an adverse whatever, then it's most likely not ADHD. That's how they've always uh, handled it here. And, and there's, I mean, it's it's more complicated than that. I mean, there's yeah. observations and and behavioral issues. Like they they talk to the school and the teachers, and they, you know, you have to hit. Um, there's a list of criteria, and you have to hit something like eight out of ten yeah. or something like that. Uh, but with anxiety, it's really hard. It's hard to know the difference. Um, and when I, when I look at the kids now, Gavin's difficult because it's hard to know where the autism starts and the schizophrenia ends or vice versa because there's a lot of behaviors that you could see as schizophrenic that could be autism related and, yeah. and vice versa. And so it's, it, it took well he wasn't diagnosed officially until he was 18 uh with schizophrenia uh it took a long time of tracking behaviors and trying to uh kind of pick things apart and and try and separate things yeah. as best you can but it's you know if i go downstairs and i see emmett's refusing to wear a shirt or something today i know that that's that's autism related that's sensory related right um could be adhd as well <laughs> could could it really yeah, my brother was like that. Like I am with certain things. Like my first thing I'll do if I buy a new shirt is I'll tear the label off because I can't cope. Yes, Emmett. <laughs> sure. He wants to come in. He wants to come in and say hi. Um, oh. Okay, so here I'll let me put the headphones on. Okay, so this is this is Hazel. Hi. Hi. He's, he listened to, uh, and you're talking to the mic. He listened to the last time you were on, and and so he wanted <laughs> to have a have a have a chat, and he knew that Hi. you were going to be on today. How are so. you? Are you? Are, how are you doing? Like with the whole lockdown? Um, it really kind of depends. Like, yeah, I'm I'm doing okay, but. There's some stress that, yeah, there's just a lot of stress. <laughs> yeah. Are you finding it hard, like, when you're trying to do stuff? 
Mm-hmm. Like, are you thinking of other stuff at the same time? Yeah. Yeah. What is it that you like to do, like, for fun? Um, puzzles, board games, yard work. Oh, that's cool. <laughs> Have you been doing a lot of that? Um, not necessarily board games, but we've been working in the yard, yeah. Oh, that's good. It's good to be outside. Are you missing school? Um, yeah, but I do like the break. Yeah, it's good, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> School's fun, but it's good to have a break every now and then. Yeah. Is there anything you want to ask me? Um, how are you doing with the lockdown? I'm doing okay. I'm struggling trying to come up with stuff to like work with and stuff because I don't have any hobbies. So I'm trying to figure out stuff. I actually just ordered a jigsaw. And it's a Lion King one. How many so pieces? Hopefully that'll be fun. It's only a thousand. I've done a thousand piece puzzle. Was it fun? Yeah. I've done a couple yeah. actually. Oh my god, that's amazing. What have you been doing out in the yard? You working on anything? Um we're cleaning it up. Um we're getting rid of vines, um yeah, stuff like that. Just maintenance with the yard. Oh, cool. <laughs> Do you like playing any, like, video games or... Yeah. Yeah? Do you have any favorites? Um, well, I got a new one a couple days ago called Infectinator. Oh. It's where you have to... Like, you, like you start out... So... You choose, you, you obviously put your age because all games require that. Um, then you do, do you want to do world domination or endless in, invasion? I chose world domination and you're this zombie horde and you start out with um, one horde. Like, right. Kind of like a strategy game, like, do you know like Clash of Clans where you have that, like, group of people down below and you place them to? Yeah. And then you just, like, build up as you go along? Yeah, you get more and more, like, you get better and better. You can upgrade speed, lifespan, infection, percent, um... Yeah, and basically you go from, you conquer the world, basically. (laughs) (laughs) That's cool. (laughs) Anything else you want to ask me? No, not really, because my mind isn't really working right now, and I cannot come up with questions. (laughs) That's okay. You know, you can ask at, like, any time. Just ask your dad to on me or anything like that okay okay i like your glasses thanks are you do are you like doing anything with your brothers yeah um me and i play sometimes oh that's nice um sometimes we play the xbox um we watch shows basically just try to keep our sanity yeah (laughs) Especially right now, right? 
Yeah. Trying to come up with new ways of like keeping yourself in a little routine. Mm-hmm. It's hard without a routine, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. We never <laughs> have. Um, there's been a lot of change, so I don't think we've had routine for a little while, so <laughs> yeah. it's like, oh, okay, no routine. <laughs> hit by a dry, hit by a storm yes last night okay let's head down stairs to the basement no big deal <laughs> no way it's a big deal <laughs> it's a gigantic storm yeah uh. it's a lot isn't it yeah do you do you think you struggle with change quite a bit yeah yeah you don't like it yeah yeah I don't. I don't either. It's horrible. <laughs> I usually go to a university and that's been shut. So I'm in my house all the time. So I don't have a routine either. I struggle with sleeping. I forget to eat sometimes. <laughs> <gasps> yeah, same thing. Oh, me and Elliot <laughs> um, have little guys nights where we stay up to like two in the morning. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's hard, isn't it? Yeah. But we'll get it. We'll get through it. Yeah. Just remember, it's not. It's only temporary. It's not forever. Yeah, I know. I know. Everyone keeps saying the same things, right? Yeah, it's like, it's temporary. It's temporary. <laughs> Which it is, but during that temporary time... <laughs> like it feels forever yes <laughs> yeah but at least at least you've got your dad and your brothers yeah they're pretty great yeah <laughs> we can talk anytime though anytime yeah. that you um, think of anything yeah okay yeah okay i hope you get some sleep tonight <laughs> i'll try <laughs> And that's Emmett. He's so cute. Yeah, you made his day. He's he's feeling pretty good. I'm glad I made his day. <laughs> and sorry, it's, he's just he's just a little he's 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 fun. All my kids are fun. Uh, yeah. But you know we've only had each other for the last thirty four days. <laughs> it just gets to be a little bit much. But but. Uh, is there any, well, I guess before we close it out, is there any, um, is there advice that maybe you have for parents who are struggling with their kids right now, whether yeah, it's ADHD so or anxiety or, or whatever? I always say like, um, so there was someone actually on Twitter recently who asked me, um, I think it was their nephew or grandson, um, who has ADHD and he only wanted them to teach them like home, like do homeschooling, um, which she was completely fine with, but she was struggling because he wasn't able to focus, which I think doing anything for like any kid right now, regardless if they have ADHD or if they have nothing, like literally it'll be so hard for them to focus. Um, find something they enjoy and, and incorporate the homeschooling. If you're wanting to do that, incorporate into it for instance they said that they're the child like being outside so i was like why don't you do it outside you know what i mean like 
I mean, they said that they would put their desk out. I was like, that might not work. But um, <laughs> I was like, but if you're outside, even if you're throwing a ball at them, doing something they enjoy, do you know what I mean? And asking them questions or telling them something like to do with history or, do you know what I mean? Like they will take it in um, and just try and make it as fun as possible. I know it's hard, like especially when you run out of ideas. Um, I would say make a little schedule like a timetable type thing. It doesn't have to go by like certain times if that's a struggle. Um, but each day have something new, if that makes sense. But then you can reuse that in like a week or so because it'll be like something new again. Do you know what I mean? And that way people like parents aren't struggling for ideas all the time. Um, yeah. And I think, I think parents should be reaching out to one another as well because I feel like like, for instance, you might have an idea and someone else might have an idea and it might be completely different, but they might work with each other. Do you know what I mean? You won't know unless people talk. And I wish I, I wish that there was more help for parents, especially at a time like this. Um, well, for anyone really. Um, but I think parents, especially because you're going from kids that were used to being around teachers as well for most of their day to being around their parents for most of the day, which, for both ends, <laughs> yeah. I mean, if you're around anyone twenty four seven, it's hard. We're sort like, of burning a candle at both ends at this point. I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, you had said something. I was going to ask you. Oh, when you had mentioned uh, like throwing a ball and asking them questions, do kids with ADHD do they absorb? So, so if you're asking them questions while they're engaged in doing something that captures their attention, they can still absorb yeah. the conversation. So and- I remember getting told off because I was like, I mean, there was one time we were supposed to be doing, it was PE to be fair. So it was in a gym hall, <laughs> um, but they were teaching us, uh, I can't even remember what it was because I was so young, but they were teaching us like uh, the class part of it, if that makes sense. Um, and I just got up and started doing cartwheels and stuff. But when I was doing the cartwheels, I was taking more in than I was when I was trying to sit still because all I could think about was I need to try and sit still and act like everybody else. And that's all that's going on in my head because I'm thinking, if I'm moving around, I'm going to get in trouble, even though eventually the impulsivity comes in. But you know what I mean? If we're trying to be normal, we're thinking about that constantly and people don't take that into consideration. Even having a conversation most of the time is hard for us because um if it's like a normal conversation, like where it's like back and forth, we're already thinking of what we're saying, but we need to remember it <laughs> by the time the other person's finished, which is okay. But if someone's a slow talker, mm. it can be a struggle. <laughs> I've got my, uh, my youngest little ADHD gem right here. He, he's, pushing things underneath my bedroom door. <laughs> I can see his face. He's shoving it under the door. Oh, God. You're not a dog. I mean, I, I can tell the difference. Anyhow. All right. So, so keep the kids kind of engaged and active, but, but be aware that this is going to be a very stressful time and sort of expect things like meltdowns and, um, yeah. And I think it's like you said, if if the homework isn't working, don't do it. 
Um, teachers over here have actually told us, like, told people, don't do it. Um, one, you might not be teaching them the right way anyway. Mm-hmm. So you could be actually fucking them up. <laughs> so <laughs> if you're struggling, they're going to struggle. <laughs> if you find that your kid is telling you how to do something, don't do it. <laughs> well, we have we have common core math and stuff over here now, which has taken basic common sense math and made it this gigantic um, nightmare. I just watched an interview with Alyssa, and Alyssa said the same thing. You can't teach your kids math. Like it's not. I'm like you're why, not allowed to carry the one. Why? Why? Why not? Like, what does it matter? As long, I mean, like, why do we have to overcomplicate something that's been the same way like forever? What would just just yeah. teach them math? And for that matter, the reality is they're going to use uh, a calculator. You know, I mean, who does math? So it's just, and on top of on top of being on lockdown with the pandemic and all that anxiety, it's just like who cares? Like, it's just not yeah. worth the emotional distress that it puts mm-hmm. them on. I, 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 I said in the, um, one of my last episodes, I said, you know, there, there's a point where I just, I just don't give a fuck about homework. You know, I've got yeah. like three shits left to give for the rest of this entire lockdown period of time. And if I give any shits uh, about homework, then I'm taking away from yeah. giving shits about what my kids need. And I, and I, I just, I can't, I can't do that. And, and I would say like, just do the things that you would wish you could do in the past as in, in the house, like maybe it's baking or Mm -hmm. do you mean like even just making a table or something like something that you wish you could have done in the past with your kids in the house that you didn't have the opportunity to do. Take advantage of the time. Yeah. You know, even if it's like, like cleaning and making a game out of it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, we're we're like, looking at the the pandemic with the kids and I. I've decided we're going to approach it as though it's like a zombie apocalypse, because yeah. it's less scary for them, and and yeah. we can prepare for it sort of in a similar way that you would, you know, uh, a zombie apocalypse, and we take it seriously because no one wants to be eaten by a zombie uh, or turned into a zombie or whatever. But it, but it's it it just sort of makes it make a game out of being safe and mm-hmm. smart. And, uh, that's how we're sort of managing it, but good advice. Good advice, Hazel. Same with you. Well, I appreciate it. I I think there's no right or wrong way. And I feel like there's so much pressure on parents that they should be doing certain things and blah, blah, blah. The thing is there's no right or wrong way. As long as you're not obviously abusing your kids, like. There is no right or wrong way. Well, and, and literally nobody has been through anything like this before. And we're all exactly. going through it at the same time. So it's not like, mm-hmm. you know, you may feel like, oh my gosh, I'm failing at this. But like, you're not the only one. Like, yeah. everybody is struggling with this. There, there's nobody who's who's thriving uh, yeah. in, these, in like, these conditions. The first couple of weeks, I remember seeing people that didn't have kids posting up these productive days like they were getting so much done and i felt like i had to compete with that and i was like freaking out because i was like oh my god like i'm doing nothing like i literally have done nothing and that was making me worse and i was like no it's not fucking competition (laughs) like (laughs) everybody's gonna deal with this differently that's how that person's dealing with it clearly Mm -hmm. but that doesn't mean everyone else has to like great if you get shit done that is amazing if you don't, that's also amazing. Like, 
give yourself a break. <laughs> like this is something completely new. It's going to take a while to adjust, and hopefully, we don't have to adjust too much. But um, or for too I long, I think it will be for a while. Yeah. It'll be for a while. I, I, I think at least several months. I think it's mm-hmm. going to be tight. Long. I just keep saying to myself, "There's no date." Like, if you think there's going to be a date. I feel like we're going to get disappointed every time it gets to it. Well, it's not like for me, it's not, what would be disappointing to me is if they open up the country like in two weeks. Yeah. I would rather it Mm -hmm. just be do it right. Keep my kids safe. Keep everybody safe. Do it the right way so that we learn from it. We're prepared for it the next time. And everybody who is uh, living through this, you know, be smart going forward. You know, you know that this can happen at any time. So make sure you have, you know, it, it, water or uh, perishable, non-perishable foods and stuff, just just to get you through in case something like this does pop up again. Uh, yeah. So that so that we can we can take lessons from the chaos and and hopefully there won't be a next time. But reality is that there probably will be. Uh, I'm hoping our governments have learned from it. I would hope Obviously so. Obviously, yours hasn't, but yeah. like I mean, in future. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. No, my government's not. There we go. It's not everybody. It's just. Yeah. The ones that like this is the thing that I'm confused by because if we're all in lockdown and then we squash our curve and stuff like that, say we all recover um from this, but the states hasn't quite got there, Mm -hmm. you guys are gonna be shut off from the rest of the world. And I don't think Trump's thought this through. Like, because then that means that you guys ain't gonna make any money from tourists and stuff. That's because there's I don't think there's a thought process. Like it doesn't um or it's I think he's trying to make the state the, like, like North Korea, where it, it's like he's the king of his little land. Yeah, he's or big land. He uh, interesting thing. I interviewed um, a doctor who wrote a book on Trump who thinks that Trump has absolutely ADHD, and that's mm-hmm. where a lot of the impulsivity and stuff comes from. Uh, the concern I have with that is that I there's a lot of people out there with ADHD. <laughs> Who aren't narcissistic? Uh, it's the way sociopaths. That's, yeah, like it's easy enough to put a label on him. But what people need to remember is he was brought up to hate people, and he was brought up in a way where everything he says, like "Oh, I want this," he got it. Mm-hmm. There was never a no. So his impulsive, his impulsiveness might not be impulsiveness. It might just be the fact that he knows when he wants something, he gets it because he just does it because he's never been told no. So I can see why people think he has ADHD, but at the same time, we need to take into consideration how he's been raised. Mm-hmm. Like, and he's just an he asshole. Literally, yeah. He's, I mean, there's, there's, I, there's a lot of people out there who have mental health issues or who have ADHD or who have been handed things their entire life and they're still not assholes. Right. They still, exactly. they still value human life. They still treat people with dignity. They don't um, judge people based on race or gender or, mm-hmm. or sexual orientation or anything like that. They see people as people. And he just is incapable of doing that. And, that, and when you're in a place where we are right now, where we are literally glued to the screens, watching the death count go up every day, you know, sometimes multiple times a day when they update it. Uh, and then you see the person who's supposed to get us through this talking about how he's number one on Facebook and his ratings are higher than the fake news media or whatever. It's like, my God, like people are dying. Put it aside for right now. No one cares about your ratings. 
you know. He did the same thing in 9-11. Like, he boasted that his freaking tower, tower was, was going to be the yeah. tallest now. And then he says he didn't he do that, that, but I guess it's on, they have it recorded or something. It's Yeah, like, you can actually see it. Like, him saying it is, it's insane. Well, uh, I don't want Emmett to get stuck trying to climb under my door. <laughs> so, <laughs> I, I really appreciate your time, Hazel. Uh, this was a lot of fun. I, I hope you feel Thank better. You. Uh, you look yeah, like you're it's just a better. temperature I've got. Yeah, it's just a temperature I've got now. It's not so bad. <laughs> All right. Well, maybe maybe we do this uh, more often if you're interested and, and have yeah. just topics that we want to go over. And I know Emmett would mm-hmm. love to chat with you again. And um, maybe he can interview you or something fun. Yeah. <laughs> well, you stay safe. Um, I love to your family. You too. And uh, I'll catch you later. Like love to you guys too. And thanks for having me. Always. Bye. Thanks. Bye. <laughs> Before I close things out today, I just wanted to take a minute and thank Hazel for coming on the show and talking to us about um, how, how she is dealing with all the things that are going on around her, you know, with the COVID-19 and the lockdown and everything else, how it's impacting her as an adult with uh, ADHD and anxiety. I think that her insights are invaluable in a sense that, um, it can help us put words to what our kids might be experiencing. Uh, and maybe they just can't tell us. So the insight really helps us to be better parents to our kids. And that's really, really important. Hazel is one of my favorite human beings. She is just a beautiful person. And, uh, I am so grateful to have her as a friend. Um, I'm sure she'll be on the show again because we've talked about other ideas, Um, and I just really appreciate her time and her honesty and, and everything. So Hazel, thank you very much. Um, I'll have all of her social media links in the, in the show notes below. So be sure to follow her. You guys can learn a lot. Uh, as for me, you can find me at the autismdad.com. All my social links are at the top. I really only pay attention to Twitter. So if you really want to get a hold of me, either shoot me a message from the blog or send me a message on Twitter. Um, you can subscribe to this podcast on any of your favorite podcasting apps. I really appreciate it. I don't care which one you use. Uh, just, you know, hit the subscribe button. I appreciate that. Um, if you want to support this podcast, there's a link in the description below where you can do that as well. Uh, also I have included, as I've been doing since this whole COVID-19 thing started, uh, links to reliable sources of information that I go to uh, for information related to the COVID-19 uh, pandemic and how it's impacting, um, you know, what kind of preparations, you know, we should make or what we need to worry about or not worry about. Uh, it's where I go to get the facts. So uh, I'll have that all in the show notes below as well. So I encourage you guys to check that out. Make sure that you get your information from reliable sources. Listen to the public health officials. Please stay home if it's possible. And, um, We will get through this. Stay strong, stay smart, stay safe. And I will talk to you guys later. Thanks. Bye.
Autistic kids can sometimes struggle to learn new skills such as riding a bike, reading, or simply having a conversation to a high level of proficiency and automaticity. Brainiac is a brain enhancement program that gets to the root of the problem. It builds stronger brain and body connections that elevate learning capacity within four to six months. Brainiac cross-trains motor movement, visual, auditory, and cognitive thinking connections using fun, interactive video games. Strength and connections allow kids to learn new skills and perform them automatically with more confidence and greater independence. Brainiac is for homes and schools. Visit canoe.com, that's K-I-N-U-U.com, and be sure to use the code THEAUTISMDAT at checkout to save $500. It's a limited time offer and it will expire on May 31st.